1: You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washhead. It's a recruiting doubleheader. We're going to talk basketball, we're going to talk football. I want to get to football first with Nate Klaus on recruiting Nate Um it's still the dead period, and it's going to be the dead period until at least June first. Couple things: Nebraska put out a camp schedule, though, so we we at least have a map of what June's going to look like. Uh, there will be no Adidas satellite camps. Um, we reported that this week on the site and Tunnel Talk. Um, and other than that, you know, they've got the camps out. Um, but from now until June, until the NCAA, assumingly, goes quiet, you're going to see kind of these cohort visits that go on where. People take visits, but they're not football visits, and but they are football visits. Um, and, and Nebraska had one of those this week.
0: Yeah, these self guided visits, these self guided tours that these uh, that these guys are taking. They're they're unofficial visits, but they're not your typical unofficial visits because you, you're you're not able to meet with the coaches, you're not able to tour the football facilities and everything like that. But I mean, the the general idea of taking these trips is to to get a feel for what campus is like to at least. Look at the stadium from the outside, and and um, you know I think you can you can still take a tour that is associated with the university, just like any any other normal student would, um, you know, and obviously get a feel for for what the town is like and everything like that. And that's exactly what Sully Weedman did, uh, who's a big offensive lineman, 6'5", 300 three hundred pound offensive lineman from Massachusetts. This past week, um, you know, he basically is spending his his spring break taking a bunch of trips around the country. He's kind of narrowed things down to a top five. Which Nebraska has made the the cut for, and um, you know, along with uh, you know Michigan, uh, Pitt, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, a couple couple others. So I, I think that uh, you know the trip went fairly well. We're still kind of trying to reach him for a full update, but uh, I think that Nebraska's kind of you know put themselves in a good position here to to kind of continue to move forward. And this them. is
1: the first visitor, but it's really not a visitor, but the first visitor that's been in Lincoln and. In- in a long time, right? Well, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as, you know, t- taking a, like a legit recruiting trip. Um, yeah, this is yeah, the
1: first one. Marquis step came here on his own. Yeah. And, and they, that
0: was a similar type of deal. Uh, and, you know, and that, that kind of helps seal the deal with him. You know, I, I know that he met up with some guys on the team when he was in town, um, you know, and, and that's kind of what happens with, on these self-guided tours. A lot of, a lot of times guys run into to current players that are on the team and, um, you know, since they're unable to meet with the coaches, you know, they're kind of getting they're getting recruited by the players and themselves. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, sometimes that's that's just as good as anything else. So, um, you know, but yeah, this is like one of the first legit recruiting trips or recruiting visitors that Nebraska's had in a very, very long time.
1: And then the camp schedule, Nate, I mean, nothing too out of the norm and two Friday night lights, a seven on seven, a pipeline camp, two individuals, a specialist camp. One interesting one on there, they're going to have a rising 7th and 8th graders camp in there. And, you know, part of it, I think, is, hey, you know what, on the in-state area, if there is a really good 8th grader, they kind of want to find out who these kids are and get on them even earlier.
0: Yeah, it makes makes all the sense in the world. You know, if you can – if you can put together a camp like that and, and try to identify some players early on, um, why not? And this is a really good year to do it because I think everyone's kind of starving for for a camp to go to or, or you know to go work on, on being coached up. And, and obviously, it never hurts to, to gain a little extra exposure or, or some early on exposure if you're one of these rising seventh or eighth graders.
1: And it'll be interesting, Nate, with spring practice, I know nothing's been announced, but if Nebraska does decide to go the open practice route, a couple of times we know the red white game they will be open to buy tickets and we expect recruits at that Um, but it will be interesting if they do one or two open to the public practices which by the way recruits are part of the public they can come and they can watch practice and they could be by the fence and be right there so um i hope selfishly (laughs) nebraska does it but they got to, man.
0: Yeah. They have to. They have to. They're yeah.
1: not Ohio State. They're not Michigan. They're not Penn State. They need to get people into Lincoln.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, other schools are doing it. And when other schools are doing it, you've got to do it, too. Otherwise, you're missing out. You know, Missouri is one of these teams that that, is, that has been able to, to uh, open things up to the to the public. Uh, for sure, What I think what more than anything, what Missouri has done is it's kind of like, uh, you know, I know when I was coming out of high school, the university had what they called a red line. Letter Day, where you know before you were entering college, you you could you came down and you took a tour of the campus and everything, and um, and and that's what kind of Missouri's doing. They're they're allowing people who are coming in for like an admissions tour to stop stop by and watch football practice. Well, it just, just so happens to be that if you're a football recruit, well, uh, you, can, you can be a part of this tour and you can go to practice and you can sit, sit there and watch practice. So um, that's what Missouri's been doing. They've been getting kids from St. Louis and Kansas City on their campus and uh, watching practice all throughout the spring since they started. So I think Nebraska's got to do something like that to try and capitalize
1: on it. All right, Robin, basketball talk here. We won't talk about the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament as – I know you went all in on your bracket on that, as did many of us, and it's not been a good good, good weekend for the uh, Big Ten. Uh, but recruiting-wise, Robin, for Nebraska basketball, things are picking up. They have spots to give. What's the latest? You put out a hot board this week on HuskerOnline.com.
2: Yeah, so I, I, f- first of all, I had Gonzaga winning it, so bracket is still hanging what an, by hey, a what thread. A, what an original pick. Well, and it's paying off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I, I picked. The, I picked them, too. <laughs> so they have four open scholarships right now, and that could eventually go to five. Um, with uh, There's still one more departure that I expect to happen in time. Uh, so they have a few names that have popped up on their transfer list and number one on that board is C.J. Wiltshire, a uh, you know, guard from Xavier just hit the transfer portal. Uh, last week, Nebraska immediately reached out. Um, long ties dating back to when he was coming out um, as a recruit coming out of high school. Uh, he, with Abdel Masi, he recruited him at St. John's and then to Nebraska when they came here to Lincoln. Uh, he had... He's number one on their board and Nebraska has been putting the full court press on him. Uh, He is regarded as one of the best shooters to come out of the 2020 class. He was a four-star recruit. Uh, Didn't play much as a freshman, but did at the end of the year and played well. Uh, And I know people at Xavier were looking at him as maybe one of the the building blocks to their program's future. And were a little bit taken aback when he decided to hit the portal. So that is number one, uh, the, the, the number one name to watch going forward after that, You know it kind of gets a little interesting there's a kid uh by the name i don't even know how to pronounce his name i'm not gonna lie he's from lithuania oleg koyanets k-o-j-e-n-e-t-s so do with that what you will he is a seven foot center uh extremely skilled not the biggest guy probably only like 220 some pounds so he's got a wiry frame uh but he's a guy that is a a three-star recruit playing um at a prep school in ohio right now that Uh, When he was uh, playing for the Lithuanian U-16 national team, uh, there were some sites that were regarding him as a potential, like if he were playing in the United States, a potential top 50 prospect in the 2021 class. So uh, there's very good momentum for Nebraska on him, uh, and potentially that could be one of the ways they fill their scholarship. And if it is, look for him to be a potential redshirt candidate who voluntarily sits out to try to get bigger, stronger, uh, and make himself a little more physically... Apt for the Big Ten, uh, and then after that, um, the Xavier Simpson or no uh, uh, Pinson, sorry, not Xavier Xavier Pinson, the guard, junior guard from Missouri, averaged 13 a game, or their second leading scorer, second leader in assists, and started every game for the Tigers last year or this past year. Um, he kind of had a falling out with Kwanzo Martin and the Missouri coaching staff. Uh, just hit the transfer portal on Tuesday, and Nebraska immediately got in the mix with him, and so. That is another name to keep a close eye on going forward because he has uh, vaulted up their priority list. And so I'd probably put those three guys at the top of their board. Um, They've had Zoom calls with Myron Jones, uh, the transfer from Penn State, who Nebraska fans should know pretty well. He averaged like 20-some points a game against Nebraska in three games this year. Uh, But I don't know if he's as high as the other. So I'd probably put those three at the top of the board with uh, some potential
1: room to – some wiggle room going forward. And, Nate, we will have some recruiting football in the area, at least, picking up. Iowa Western opens their season on Saturday against Snow College. Um, that's a noon game in Council Bluffs. So if you're listening to the show and you want to watch a game, that's um, a pretty good junior college football game on Saturday. Um, get this, I talked to Strohmeyer, uh, the coach of Iowa Western, this week, Nate. They are not playing the Kansas JUCOs anymore. Uh, the Kansas JUCOs have ended their deal, essentially, with playing Iowa Western. And, you know, three of the teams were adamant they don't want to play them anymore. And my theory is they kept getting knocked out of the championship race because yeah. Iowa Westerners beat them all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think when when you look at how Iowa Westerns fared against uh, most of the Jayhawk league uh, well, you know, over the last four or five years, that's that's kind of been the case. I mean, especially a lot of those uh, lower-level Jayhawk teams that are kind of struggling to um, to, to get up to the level of, of a Butler County and, and Garden City and, and Iowa Western and so on and so forth. So it doesn't completely shock me, uh, but you're right. I mean, if you want to watch some football – I mean, Iowa Western and Snow College, I mean, those are the two of the best programs out there right now. So, um, you know, going to be a lot of Division One football players uh, playing and, this Saturday.
1: And the Reavers will play an eight-game spring schedule. They'll play both Iowa JUCO teams twice, Ellsworth and Iowa Central, um, home and home. And then they have Snow College, Arkansas Baptist, Southern Shreveport, um, and then Northeast Oklahoma A and M. So when you take those Kansas teams out, it gets kind of. I mean, they just don't get very many games anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to be difficult to fill the schedule. I mean, when you're playing a home and home against Ellsworth and Iowa Central, that's kind of, you know, it's a little, little disappointing. I guess you know if you, you'd much rather mix in a couple Jayhawk League teams in there, that's for sure.
1: All right, well, plenty to keep up on. Fans will be at Haymarket Park this weekend uh, for both baseball and softball we should get more information on red white game tickets um, and volleyball coming up against penn state for senior day so lots of excitement make sure you're logged on to huskeronline.com
0: thanks again for joining us this week on husker online your authority on nebraska athletics